Hi, my name is Brie Antonia and you are listening to the Woman and the Word podcast. So for those of you who don't know, the Woman and the Word is an online community and a sisterhood and we aim to bridge the gap between reading the Bible and actually applying it to our lives. So we started this podcast because we recognise that it's difficult to read scripture and then try to fit it into a society that's constantly changing and constantly evolving. But that's why we're here, because we want to remind Christians the word is literally a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so I want to personally invite you to join us. Let's chat and let's see what it looks like to live by the word in the 21st century. I hope you enjoy. I'm excited to have you all on board. And this is our first episode, so enjoy it. I pray it brings your Easter weekend to life and I hope you come back again. God bless and enjoy. Easter is the most important time of the year for a Christian believer. It's the pinnacle of our calendar and the most detrimental turning point in world history. Easter is John 3.16, it's Romans 5.8 and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Easter is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the gospel is good news. But why is it good? And how can we truly understand how good this news really is? In the midst of the chocolate eggs filling the shelves, school terms coming to a close, and church having an extra special, extra long service, I ask that you stop and think about this news. This life-changing, world-changing good news. And if you, like me, sit still enough to ponder, you may also ask yourself, if this news is so good, then why? And if this is truly the good news, then what's the bad news? The bad news is we are bad. We are bad, bad people. And this doesn't mean we have behavioral issues or occasional tendencies to do bad things. No, we are inherently, innately bad. And we need to understand this in order to truly appreciate and fully understand the gospel and what we call the good news. Every human being has what we often call sin nature. And sin nature is our natural inclination to do wrong. Sin nature is the reality that it doesn't take much to stir hate or jealousy in us. And it doesn't take long before we're judging someone, talking down to them, being selfish or more commonly, guilty, proud. It's natural to us, it's easy and it's in our very design and within our DNA. It's what caused Cain to kill his brother because he didn't have favour with God. It's what caused David to lust over Bathsheba, get her pregnant and then kill her husband. It's what got Jonah caught up in the belly of a fish and it's what causes us to sin every day from the time we're born. Think about it. You don't teach a child to lie or to steal or to be disrespectful. On the contrary, we actually put a lot of time into making the youth tell the truth. Be generous, humble, giving. Sin nature is our instinctive rebellion against God and following that sin nature, entertaining it, 
nurturing it, leads only to one place. Hell. And you may think the bad news is solely in the fact that you go to hell, but it's not. As well as going to hell, entertaining and pursuing our sinful nature leads us away from God. Our sinful nature repels his holiness, it rejects his teaching and it forces him to turn his face away. This is bad news. The bad news is that our natural state as sinful human beings makes us irreconcilable with God. And what does irreconcilable mean? It means to be so different from each other that you cannot be compatible. And that is exactly what our sin nature causes us to be with God, incompatible. Our sinfulness, his holiness, incompatible. This is truly bad news. So why is it imperative that we acknowledge this? Why should we focus on something so sad and so final? Well, until we know the bad news, we can't truly appreciate the good news. So what is the good news? The good news is the story doesn't end at the bad news. The good news is that in spite of our sinful nature, there's hope. In spite of our sinful inclinations, we have an opportunity to be made right with the Father. That although we are naturally incompatible, there is a way for us to become compatible with our God. And although we are naturally irreconcilable with Him, there's a way to be reconciled with God. The good news is there's a way, a truth and a life. In Matthew, he is introduced to us after a long list of lineage and genealogy. In Mark, he's first mentioned as being one of the many people John, his cousin, baptised. In Luke, he isn't mentioned until chapter 1, verse 31, where he is named prophetically by angel Gabriel. And finally, in John, we're taken through the very breakdown of his design and the makeup of his being. The Word of God. The Word made flesh. His name is Jesus and he is why we're celebrating this Easter period. He is the hope to our bad news. What he did and who he is, is the way in which we can be reconciled and made compatible with God. See, there are two parts to the Easter story that need to be distinguished. Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection. These two parts to the story are interdependent. They are mutually dependent on each other in order to work. So you can't have the resurrection without the death, and you can't gain the true benefit of the death without the resurrection. And so these two important events are interdependent, but respectively significant. And here's why. In the Old Testament, there was a chest box called the Ark of the Covenant. It represented the promise that God had given the children of Israel, and was a reminder of his covenant with them. The cover of the Ark of the Covenant was called the Atonement Cover. And every year, a Levitical priest would go into the most sacred part of the temple, and on this very Atonement Cover, he would sprinkle the blood of a sacrificed animal. Before the presence of God, this blood would atone the sins of the priest and the whole of Israel. So the Atonement Cover was seen as the place where God dealt with his people's sin. In Romans 3, Paul calls Jesus the atonement cover, our atonement cover. 
Jesus was the final place in which God would deal with our, his children's sin. Jesus was not only the place where our sin was settled, but he was also the animal sacrifice. It was his blood that was shed and it was his blood that atoned our sins. That is why Jesus' death is so important. This is why Jesus' death is good news. The sin that we can't help but commit is forgiven and paid off because Jesus died on a cross and gave his life for us. But does that make us compatible? Is it at that moment that we're reconciled with God? No, it's not. See, Jesus' death is important because it settles the debt of our sin. His sacrifice gave us a clean slate with God. But what about our sin nature? That's who we are. Our sin nature is in our DNA. It's our natural instinct. It's all we know. How are we reconciled with God when we sin all the time? See, God is still a holy God. Sin and holiness are still not compatible. So how? How are we brought back to God? This is the fulfillment of the good news. We are brought back to God when we profess Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour. Because when Jesus is our Saviour, we are born again in Christ. We are made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us anyone in Christ is a new creation, that the old has gone and the new is here. With Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we are brought under his covering and so we too can partake in his holiness. And this is how we're made compatible. This is the how. This is the way in which we are reconciled to God. So as we stand in Christ and his perfection as new and forgiven creations, God looks down on us and sees his own holiness. God can look at us but see his son, the perfect sacrifice and atonement for sin. The holiness of Christ can dwell with the holiness of the Father. And we too, through faith in Christ, can take refuge and our place in that sacred meeting. Jesus dying was the settlement of a debt that needed to be paid, but we would never be able to afford. Jesus coming back to life was an invitation for us, now debt-free, to be one, to be compatible, and to be reconciled with our Father. Paul put it like this in Romans 4.25. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Because of Jesus, even in our sinful design, we can be made new. Because of Jesus, we have a hope and a way of overcoming sin and dwelling with our Father the way we were purposed to from the beginning. Because of Jesus, we don't have to entertain and pursue sin. We can curtail its lustful desire and decline its invite to hell. Because of Jesus, we have a chance at eternal life with our Heavenly Father, and this is truly good news. Happy Easter.